Today, Ungrim and Randald go in search of mysterious stardust. It will be a daring excursion. I am Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. Today, we continue our Blood and Betrayal campaign diaries. We continue where we left off last time. Diedrich and the gang, or I should say that because Diedrich <laughs> isn't in charge of the gang. The, the party, rather. I'm just saying that because I'm Diedrich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of your story-centric a little bit, so. Uh, maybe. Well, um, I like to think so. <laughs> Anyways, the, the party has now escaped from the sewers, the disgusting filth that um, that they were kind of stuck exploring. They bring uh, Black Blade, the rat, to uh, Captain Schreiler, and not Captain Schreiler, Captain Oltzman, mm-hmm. the commander, I should say, uh, to, of the, the guards of Middenheim, and he's very happy with them, and gives them access to a spa day. Yeah, and I mean, they're pleased. They get the opportunity to relax, clean up, maybe, you know, clean up some wounds. So they go, they, they rest, and Otis kind of, some, something flares up a little bit. You know, he gets into one of the hot tubs, and the place where he got picked, where he was digging through the hay... He had a bug coming, bug coming inside of his skin. And it starts to burn, and he, you're actually able to notice now that the dirt's cleaned off, like a small lump, which is the bug, moving around inside his arm. Yeah, so he gets out of the spa. He's like, I'm going to deal with that right now. And uh, yeah, so he finds a physician and they, they remove it and they manage to, to deal with that. Um, while they're at the spa, Diedrich takes the opportunity to explain to everybody the letter that he received from his master. You know, the cryptic message that we talked about. Maybe we'll we'll link it here or something. I don't know, Chris. Use, yeah, do your can. magic. Figure something out. Yeah, yeah. We can put the... <laughs> it's going to scroll and everything. Um, yeah, so we mentioned it in the previous roleplay chat if you want to have the actual details. Um, but um, yeah, so it's kind of a place where everybody conveys and looks at the letter and they figure out quickly that Diedrich and Ludolf will probably be kind of at the center of solving this this riddle. Yeah, I really. mean, they're the most educated of the group, you know, they're the more scholarly ones. So after their, their relaxing day at the spa, they head off to, I, I guess, the library mm-hmm. um, to start looking at it. Ungrim is eager to help, but Diedrich kind of says, you know, Ungrim, let, let us do this. Why don't you, you know, go to the last drop and, you know, Drink a- he tries to kind of get him to be distracted and out of the way so that they can really hunker down and do do the, the more scholarly stuff to yeah. themselves. And Randall also feels like he wants to contribute. So Randall and Umgrim kind of talks to each other, talk to each other and are like, we should do something. And they remember the letters saying something about Stardust. So they figure out, you know what, we'll, we'll try to figure out what Stardust is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Diedrich, uh, they see Diedrich as a sky specialist. Yeah. So they, they, they're like, you know what, we're going to find another sky special, specialist and we're going to Find the answer of what the Stardust is. So the, just maybe to put the the sentence says the sky will show you the way for Stardust shines the brightest. So they're like, what the hell is Stardust? They kind of run around town a little bit. They go to the last drop, talk to their mm-hmm. contacts. Nobody seems to know anything about a sky specialist. <laughs> um, and, you know, they kind of just boil that down to the fact that 
they, it's, you know, it's too complicated. No one would know. Um, but they decide, you know, maybe let's go outside of the city, city limits. Yeah, they, they learned that uh, in a city a bit to the east, there's an observatory uh, somewhere like a big, with a big tower. So like maybe it's going to be a sky specialist over there. So they set out for SOK. S-O-K-H. Yeah, on their way there, you know, on the road there, they kind of notice a kind of caravan with guards and things. They manage to evade it in a worry that maybe they'll be attacked. Mm -hmm. um, as they bypass it, they actually just notice it is an aristocrat. And, yeah, or it's a kind of barking or orders to the one, like, we need to get there. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah, the, some kind of festival is going mm -hmm. taking place. Har what did you call it? Um, harvest Day? Yeah, harvest. Uh, the harvest celebration. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. Um, but so they they kind of hear that as they pass them. Mm -hmm. um, when they get to Sok, they talk to a few people, and they're told that there is one gentleman of the name Berul Beranger, <laughs> who is a kind of crazy guy, but seems to be a self-proclaimed sky specialist so they get there knock on the door and this dude shows up opens the door he's a dwarf half dwarf i think half yeah half dwarf uh and he has a a top hat with a hole in it they they kind of don't know what it's for and then at one point during the discussion there's a mouse that walks on the rim and goes back in uh so there's probably a mouse living under his hat and the guy is wearing an apron yeah, you know, but that's it. Only an apron. <laughs> and not like a huge apron. We're, we're talking a skimpy apron. So he's kind of, he's an interesting character, that's for sure. And, you know, he speaks with an odd demeanor. Uh, he looks a little bit strange with his, you know, kind of dwarven features, but scraggly beard and all these kind of odd, odd characteristics that make him memorable and interesting. Uh, and actually, Ungrim bonds with this character almost right out the gate. You mm -hmm. know, he sees his weird hat and his little mouse running around, and he kind of invites himself into into his home. And they actually kind of get along pretty well. Uh, they're talking about you know their mission. They're they're in shock to finally find a sky specialist, and obviously Belanger is um, Berul rather is just like happy that they're like stroking his ego so he invites them in gives them tea gives them biscuits and actually starts talking to them and gives them information that's pretty practical believe it or not yeah they learned that this stardust is actually a way that some people refer to mithril mm -hmm. mithril like uh or if you want like really crude mithril uh, because when you harvest it, or not harvest it, mine it, yeah. it creates this dust that shines like a star, right? So they learned that, and like, oh, well, that's that's a big information there. And they're like, where can we get it? Mm -hmm. And he mentions the fact that there's an, a mine to the east that mines mithril, but it's overrun by greenskins. Yeah, and he, like strongly advises against going there he says you know the brass keep has so many greenskins there it's a death wish only yeah. someone who'd you know who's crazy enough to want to die would be going over there <laughs> and who do we know that wants to die in a glorious <laughs> manner yeah so ungrim like th this is the perfect calling for him he is ecstatic that there's an opportunity to you know kill some greenskins 
and if need be, die trying to find the stardust that his his you know he believes his party so desperately needs. So yeah. Randall is not that, that thrilled, <laughs> but figures I'm going to be at the back. If something comes up, I'll just get out of there. So they you know they spend the night in the eccentric half dwarf's home, and the next morning they head east towards the mines. They find them pretty straight, like pretty easily using Randall's kind of tracking skills. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they get there, they sneak their way in and bypass a group of greenskins that don't seem too organized. They're kind of busy bickering amongst one another. So they kind of... Yeah, Randall really had to convince Umgrim not to charge in the group of greenskins, but he managed to do it. And they go down a, a cave to the mine and they find a beautiful site. Yeah, it's a, a large room, or I mean, as large as you might find in an underground cave that's mm -hmm. been quasi-abandoned. I mean, I guess completely abandoned and now overtaken by green skins. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still some tools. You see scaffolding up on the wall. You see pickaxes on the floor, a, a rusted wheelbarrow. And the room is surprisingly lit up mm -hmm. despite the lack of torches. Um, it's lit up by shimmering stones, beautiful stones in the ceiling, kind of letting off uh, a faint green, yellow uh, hue to the entire chamber. And they kind of figure out why this mithril is called Stardust to Miners, uh, because you can actually feel like the ceiling looks like uh, stars. Mm -hmm. You know, you would almost think you're outside laying on the grass, looking up at the night sky. Um, Ungrim goes, picks up a pickaxe, and is about to swing into the rock. Randall's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you doing? There's a group of greenskin right there. Like, if we start, like, making the noise, Ungrim's like, yeah, I guess so, you're right. So they figure out, let's take them out. Ungrim has his wish of, like, okay, we'll synchronize and we'll attack them because they're going to attack us anyway. Mm -hmm. Might as well, you know, get the group that's close to us out of the way. Mm -hmm. hopefully prevent them from sounding any alarms mm -hmm. and then we can get the mithril and get out yeah so they, they they do a little bit of planning and they go in the door umgrim hacking at goblins they see orcs which they were expecting something they did not expect was a squig uh it's kind of a ball red ball with with teeth uh that goblin use as pets and mm -hmm. mounts sometimes um And it's kind of like a, think of it like a guard dog, but really nasty. And it's all chained up, up against the wall. And that is how it dies, chained up <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, it kept <laughs> trying to get at them, trying to like break the chain, but the chain was too strong. So they managed to actually dispatch of it um, from a distance, and which was a good news for them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with this half a dozen goblins and this, the, the ringleader orc and his pet squig, out of the way they decide let's hurry back now to the to the site where the abandoned mithril mining chamber was uh they take a flask out of randall's pouch I, yeah I they, em they empty the, the the water they had and just like because they didn't have a container mm -hmm. and they pick at it pretty crudely get the, some dust and almost like stone crumbs or crushed stone yeah. rather and really not a lot like a palmful right fill their flask And as they're doing that, obviously echoes are ringing through the chamber. And the vibration of Umgrim hitting becomes louder and louder in a way they think, oh, this is not the vibration of me knocking. It's actually 
There's a lot of creatures running. Chasing towards us. Yeah, Randall is, let's get the heck out of here. Uh -huh. So Omgren finishes, like, uh, that's probably enough. So they don't have the time to harvest, to, to mine enough to, like, make an armor or anything. But, like, that's probably enough for what we need to and they just they do they book it and they can see as they leave the mine behind them just they they they're able to hide behind a rock they can see that tens and hundreds of goblins and orcs get out like leave the cave but cannot find them yeah very lucky for them you know that could have been the end of their their story but they find their way out safely and we will return to them next time see how useful this stardust was in the grand scheme of things great so i guess that covers our discussion of this uh this campaign diary a daring excursion um we're gonna talk about uh behind the gm screen as you usually do in the next uh video next week um but if you want to reach us to ask us a question or just to engage with us we have uh, an email you can contact us it's called contactroleplaychat at gmail.com that's our address yeah you can also uh, reach out to us on twitter we always love uh people who who you know have mm. fun things to say and engage with us mm -hmm. we really want to foster that fun loving community you can find us on twitter at uh, contact at role underscore play underscore chat and i guess that sums everything up for today chris that's all Matt. let's call it a chat